0: Hello and welcome to By The Way, with Rob and Leo. That's quite low energy, isn't it? by the way, with Robin Leo. I am your co-host, Robert Frimston, and with us we have a co-host, a special guest, a resident expert, a special expert, a resident guest. <laughs> it's Leo West. Leo West, resident guest. That's what they used to call me <laughs> at school. That was that's, my... that's what they've called you in every hotel you've stayed in. <laughs> Because you've insisted that they do. Leo West, colon, resident guest. I would watch that TV show. Would you? To find out what it was about. <laughs> and then you'd stop watching it and find Yeah, as soon as that... It? Yeah, yeah So you'd have, you'd have to introduce an element of mystery if you want to keep me watching. Oh, I see. That's just a, that's just a free bit of advice for you. Okay, I'll, uh, I'll bear that one in mind. Make it lost. Make it like lost. Okay. But right in any way. I'll bear it in mind. In any way satisfactory. What are we talking about today, Leo? Well, Rob, we're going to talk about a church... But which church? That's the question you have to ask yourself. It's Um, definitely a church in. St. Mary's in the Strand. No. It's definitely. All Souls Church. Bigger. It's definitely a church in London. But is it a church for the people? Or a people's church? Yes, that's right. I'm talking about. Is there a difference between those two things? No, that was. Yeah. It's St. Paul's Cathedral. I was just trying to. I was just trying to. Introduce an element of mystery, like you, you asked me to. Oh, right. Is it, are we doing St Paul's Cathedral? Yeah, we're doing right, St Paul's Cathedral. I, I, okay, I'm not going to watch this. Like you go ahead, but I'm, I'm probably going to bow out now. Right, <laughs> fine, sure. Will, will you solve the mystery. <laughs> Whatever. If you'd managed to do the whole thing without referencing that it was actually St Paul's Cathedral, I'd be in. I'd be all over that. You're a terrible person. Yeah, it's been said before. Yeah. And it will be said again you're a terrible person. There it is. <laughs> Set him up, knock him down. Yeah. So St Paul's Cathedral, the second largest cathedral in the UK, which begs the question. It does. But where... I'm not going to tell you. You don't know what the question is. Oh, what is the third biggest cathedral <laughs> in the UK? You're an asshole. Yeah, that's fair. It's been said before, <laughs> it will be said again. No, thought so you're going to never mind. <laughs> <laughs> that would be too quick a callback it would it would at least ten minutes, yeah, those are the clauses in the rule of three, of course, yes, so yeah, no, I'm not going to tell you I like to obey do the you know rule. Do I like to obey the rule of ten <laughs> to you yeah our our listeners are painfully aware <laughs> that you like to obey the rule of ten, do you know what the largest cathedral in the country is? um am I right in saying it's in Liverpool? You are right in saying it's in Liverpool, yeah, do you know? Which cathedral it is in Liverpool? Liverpool Cathedral. Uh, there are several. The first one. No. The biggest one. Yes. I've got you there. You have got me there. Uh, it's the Anglican Cathedral, as they call it, uh, uh, in the city, uh, designed by your man Giles Gilbert Scott. My man. Your my man. my uh, my main boy. Your main guy. My home friend. <laughs> They, oh my God. These are things that people say. No, yes. they're not. Sir Giles Gilbert Scott. Yes. Designer of the 10th most iconic design in British history. Yeah, the telephone box, and also Waterloo Bridge, the subject of our last episode. Yes, that was a cracker, wasn't it? Well, it wasn't festive, if that's what you're asking. Yeah, we should have made that a Christmas special. Yeah. Oh well. So, yeah, St Paul's Cathedral, uh, common misconception is that it is the largest cathedral in the country. It's not, it's the second. Largest cathedral in the country. That is the second biggest cathedral I've ever seen. Is it? Have you seen the Anglican cathedral in... I... I well, there's, there's two answers to this question. First of all, I feel like I must have done, because I have been to Liverpool several times. If at least from a distance. Secondly... It's up on a hill. Right. Secondly, I was making uh, a, a computer game reference. If anyone uh, got it, well done. Feel free to write in. Leo's home address is... NW38JS. <laughs> <laughs> That's what made up postcode. Don't tell them that. NW3 is a, a real post area. It's Chalk Farm, sort of bell sized park it's area. NW38JS, a real farm entry. I don't know. Have you just sold somebody we don't know down the river? NW38JS. No, I don't think it is, mate. Good. That's, that's, uh, well, that's a relief. So, uh, the St Paul's Cathedral that we know today is the fifth cathedral to stand on that spot. Yeah, big number five. Indeed. Um, the hill was Ludgate Hill. Ludgate Hill, of course. Uh, the Lord's Gate. Uh, no. I know I told you that. But I have found out since that that is actually Have incorrect. you been feeding me misinformation feeding so that I will mis- make a fool of myself <laughs> yes. near a microphone? That, is, that was my insidious plan from the start. You're playing a cruel game, Weston. Robert Frimston. I thought myself that it was actually Ludgate because of the Lord's Gate. That is what I thought. Uh, but it, it turns out it was actually a Floodgate because uh, the River Fleet used to burst its banks. Where the F did the F go? <laughs> Accents in it. Did they used to call the River Fleet the River Leet? No, although there is a Leet Street as well in London, which is where Charles Dickens lived before he was famous. As featured on popular TV show before they were famous. <laughs> no, I don't think they've done him, have they? Um, he has been on Pit My Ride, though. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that was a sick episode. So <laughs> I, I was sick. <laughs> anyway, the point is, is that the first uh, consecration of that hill was in 604, And so... AD. AD. Thank you. Sorry, AD, yes, 604 AD. So we have actually no records as to whether it was called Ludgate Hill at the time, um, is all I was going to say there. Um, Although there was a gate there at the time, because the floodgate was one of the old Roman gates. I'm pretty sure they didn't call it the same thing at the time, but uh, they, they did have it there. Hang on, where was the river relative to the hill? Literally where Farringdon Street is now. So what was the point of the gate? Good question. Because was, there was, it, a- was it that it would close the gate? There was a bridge. If the there. river was getting too high. There was a bridge, right over the fleet, right. Where was the gate then? On the other side of the bridge. I don't understand the confusion here. What was the f- what was the purpose of the floodgate? No, it wasn't a floodgate. You said it was a minute ago. No, They called it the floodgate because it used to flood. But it's not a floodgate in... Oh, in, this is in, needlessly in, confusing. <laughs> it's not even about St. Paul's Cathedral. No. This is about the River Fleet. Why would they... The floodgate is a thing, though. I know. Open they didn't the floodgates. They were, <laughs> we've opened the floodgates. <laughs> we really have. Um, this is, as they would at have said at the time, <laughs> ucking stupid. <laughs> that, that, much better. I'll take, I'll take a victory, some much of water. Better, much better. Yeah, no, so you know where Ludgate Circus is? I do. Yeah. For the, for the listener who is not necessarily aware of... Uh, and there is only one listener <laughs> yeah. she is not aware. <laughs> uh, it's a junction uh, between Fleet Street and Ludgate Hill, uh, from which you can see St Paul's Cathedral, the Dome, and the West-facing co- Colonnade. I'm desperately trying to get myself back onto topic here. The West-facing Colonnade, um, looking down upon you. Uh, but... For the listener... The word circus, in this case, simply means circle, Oh, right. from the same Latin word. It very literally means a circle of buildings. And as I was going to say, it's just the junction there uh, between Fleet Street and Ludgate Hill. But the reason there is a junction at Have all... You, this is honestly like you've picked up one of the like invincibility stars from Son of the Hedgehog. <laughs> I'm just going I can't through. get a word in I'm it. I'm just, going through. As power just as through. going through. Just keep going through. <laughs> But um, the reason there's a junction... <laughs> I know that's Mario. The reason there's a junction there at all is because of Farringdon Street. And Farringdon Street runs over a, almost eerily precisely where the River Fleet used to run. Which is surely just not a coincidence. No, not at all. So, yeah. But it's, it's, the, 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 my, you're, no, no, you're no but my point is... Eerie, is that was it was like it was a... But the point is that... It's, it, it, if you have an imagination such as mine, which is a ridiculously rampant one, one can <laughs> stand in the middle <laughs> of... It's, it's, I'm sorry. One can stand in the middle of, of Lovegate Circus and imagine the River Fleet. Leo West, That's what's by it. his own admission, has, and we quote, a ridiculously rampant imagination. Can I finish my point? I wish you wouldn't. Okay. Well, in that case, moving on. So, St Paul's Cathedral, as I said, the fifth cathedral that has stood on top of that hill. The fourth one burned down in the Great Fire of London. It did, in the year 1666. Indeed. At the time, it was undergoing renovations. It was. I happen to know it was covered in wooden scaffolding, which is how Mm. the fire took hold of it. But do you know who was leading the renovation work? Christopher Wren? Yes, correct. Yes. Yeah, yeah, so Christopher Wren. Sorry, it's just... I, 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 I know he designed it, but something about the way the question was phrased was like, is this a trick question? But he was leading the renovation work of the 4th... Oh, as in he was already, he was leading, was the already leading the renovation He was already leading the renovation work on the 4th St. Paul's Cathedral. So, when St. Paul's Cathedral burned down and they decided they were going to build a new one, they held a competition. But we know now that Wren, who was in the pocket of Ch- Charles II anyway, or vice versa... Uh, <laughs> Everyone's in each other's pockets. <laughs> Listen, when Charles was at, when the Merry Monarch was on the throne, everyone was in each other's pockets. Um, because that's where they kept their genitals. Yes. <laughs> um, thanks Thanks for explaining the joke now. You're very welcome. Thank you. Um, my point is that they held a competition, but it was always going to be Christopher Wren, who was going to build the new St. Paul's Did church. the other people who entered the competition know that? As far as I'm aware, no. Well, that's a bit... It's, so a it's a bit that's iffy, a bit. isn't it? Sucks for them. It does. They put, probably put time and effort into that. Probably. Oh, well. Um, and, of <laughs> course, Chris... You're a cold man. <laughs> Christopher Wren, despite the fact that he, you know, had quite a bit of time to prepare for this because they didn't start building the cathedral until seven, uh, 1675. Yes, which is nine years after the fire. Yes, it is. But they didn't even give him the commission until two years after the fire. Why did they not? Why was that the case when they already knew it was going to be him? Well, was that, that to maintain the facade of this competition? Well, yeah, exactly. So my point is, they already knew it was going to Imagine, be. him. Imagine if they did that this nowadays, there'd be an outcry. They really would. Just remember that dog? People would be all over Twitter. Where it was meant to be two dogs and it turned out to be three dogs or something. Or <laughs> more dogs involved. More dogs involved. Hashtag extra dog. Extra oh, Dog oh, is oh, my no, DJ name, was. actually. <laughs> yeah, that's quite good. <laughs> um, I'd go and see him. DJ Extra Dog. But, you know what I mean? Nowadays, and so, no, I do, you know, know rigged mean. compositions and things are a big uh, uh, Anton Ant- 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 Deck fell for all that, didn't L- L- London has a, has a history of them when it comes to architecture. That's true. We'll yeah, come, on to, we'll, we'll one come in, on to that in Next week's episode. exactly. Look at that. It's almost like we planned this. We haven't. We honestly haven't. We honestly haven't. What was I even saying? So it took him seven years. It took Christopher Wren seven years to design St. Paul's Cathedral. Uh-huh. They kept going back and forth over it. He he wanted, basically, to make it a more... Uh, he wanted to make it really fancy, right? Far too fancy to be a good puritanical church, you know? He wants to make a proper fancy cathedral. Exactly, with frilly bits. That's a technical term. And Charles II didn't want this because at the time... The prevailing thought about the Great Fire of London was that it was a papist conspiracy. So well, or that it was an uh, attack by the French and or the Dutch. Who were both Catholic countries at the time anyway. So you can imagine this uh, Anglican church being burned to the ground, and from the ashes of that, a big, domed, Catholic-looking church rising. Like The people would get upset. But Ren got his dome in the end. Um, they went back and forth over seven years, and in the end he got permission to, to, to basically do whatever he wanted, as far as I can tell. After <laughs> seven years he just gave up. Yeah, exactly. He was a persistent <laughs> So what is the... So hang on, the dome, is that a particularly... What's the significance of the dome here? Why was the dome the issue? So the dome, was, the dome is, is a very eastern thing. In fact, he called right. it a Greek cross. Now, when I say eastern, I do mean, like, in terms of, of Catholicism, right? In you terms mean, of Christendom. You mean relatively east. I mean I mean near east. Yeah. Right? Uh, you look at things like uh, uh, the Hagia Sophia, um, Byzantine buildings. What was, the, what was the one before that, sorry? Uh, the Hagia Sophia? Uh, well, I don't know what that or is. Was it the Hagia Sophia? I've no idea. It's in Constantinople, right. Istanbul. Okay. It was in Constantinople, it is now in Istanbul. They moved it, you see, uh, brick by brick. But <laughs> Nobody's business but the Turks. Nobody. And the Byzantine Roman Empire. And that's the point, is that the, the eastern design of the Roman Empires tended to be sort of domed. And the point is that they're Roman, right? Right. Um, which is also what Catholicism is. Yes. So it's a very Byzantine design, using that so word. So dome equals Catholic. Pretty much. And in fact, it is the second largest dome in Christendom. The largest being in the most Catholic place that you can go. Of course, the Anglican <laughs> Cathedral in Liverpool. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't even get through that. <laughs> the Anglican <laughs> Cathedral in Liverpool. No, it's uh, the Vatican. Yeah. The Vatican, yeah. Of course, St. Peter's Basilica in the Vatican. There you are. There's a brief history of the design of St. Paul's Cathedral. You can, of course, walk up both St. Paul's' dome and, uh, and St. Peter's' dome. I've I've been up St Peter's stone myself. Wait, what's the height difference? I don't actually know. I'm assuming St Paul's is shorter. I would have thought so. Look it up. See how high uh, St St Peter's Basilica is. 137 meters. What's that in feet? 450. Yes. So, so yes, yeah. bigger, much bigger. Because I happen to know. St. Paul's Cathedral is three hundred and sixty-five feet. Absolutely. One foot for every day of the year. What I don't know is was that a deliberate choice or is that just a coincidence? Yeah, I think it's a coincidence. It's quite a big coincidence. It is a very large coincidence, but so is Samuel Giles sorry, Samuel Gilbert Scott and Giles Gilbert Scott. Touche, continue. Yeah, and there are five hundred and twenty-four steps in St. Paul's. I don't know about St. Peter's. I didn't count when I was climbing them. Sloppy work. Have you been up St Paul's? Yes. Have you? Wait, no. Hang on. I've been, I've been, I haven't been to the top gilded gallery. I've been to the bit that's like at the, on the outside of the bottom of the dome. Is it called the, the stone? Whispering? No, no. That on, on the outside. Oh, of the dome. right, 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 right. Okay. Yeah, that bit. Good view. Yeah, pretty good. For about three hundred years, it was the tallest thing in the city. St. Paul's Cathedral. I was under the impression it was only two hundred and fifty years. Well, yeah, I said well, about 300 specifically years. Specifically two hundred and fifty two, I think. On whatever. Well, because it was completed in 17, t- it was opened in seventeen. I'm rounding 10. to the nearest hundred. And I'm pretty sure what overtook it was the BT Tower. That's correct. I'm just I'm just splitting it out over fifty years. Yeah, and I'm rounding to the nearest hundred, which would be three hundred. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um and it remains, as you will probably know, illegal to this day to obstruct the view the of view the dome of, of the St- dome. We'll do it. All right. Sorry. Start, yeah. start again. Start okay. Again. To obstruct. No, no. Start of the of sentence again. It remains, as I'm sure you know, illegal to this day to obstruct the view, the view of, of the dome, dome of, St. St. of St Paul's Cathedral from various from points, points around, around the, city. the city. This is of really off putting. <laughs> One of those points is Greenwich Observatory. Yes! yeah, The Royal Observatory. The Royal Observatory Greenwich, uh, which we can see from where we're sat. There it is, more or less. Can you see it, listeners? Can you see it? If not, look at a picture of it. Do that now. Good. (laughs) (laughs) Weirdly creepy. (laughs) When they were building one of the skyscrapers in the city of London, in the square mile, they realised that they were going to obstruct the view of the Dome of St Paul's. Yeah, You know this. Yeah, yeah. So instead of losing planning permission, they just took a slice off the side of the building, uh, which is why it looks and is named after a cheese grater. A gherkin. What? A a cheese grater. Why do they call the gherkin the cheese grater? I'm going to hurt you. (laughs) You're going to die. That's that's what's going to happen. We're having fun. No, yes, yeah, yeah. And that's why it's the, uh, the triangle. A standing cheese grater. Well, well, yeah. Well, it's not lying down, is it? Well, yeah, because then it wouldn't be a skyscraper. <laughs> <laughs> and the dome itself is actually layered. It's three different domes, as it were, three constructions. And that's how it stays upright. It's, uh, it was a marvel of uh, architectural engineering at the time and the interior uh, is actually like this conical, so you've got the, in, the, ver- the the very bottom dome is the one that you can see from inside the building, and that was simply constructed aesthetically so that you could still see a dome, right, uh, when you looked up. So that doesn't correspond to the dome on the outside. No. Oh, I see. Between the two is this conical uh, brick construction, uh, which uh, creates the triangles to hold the dome in place. Doesn't sound very comical. Con- conical. Conical. With an N. A cone, it's a cone. I I have misunderstood. Yeah. So it goes dome, cone dome. Dome cone dome. Dome, cone dome. Dome, cone, dome. Don't cone dome. Don't cone dome. Don't come dome. not cone dome. Don't dome, cone dome. Don't dome, cone dome. Do you know what else about Christopher Wren? And, and St. Paul's. Tell me about it. Tell me about it. Well, St. Paul's Cathedral only has three stained glass windows, and then they're not, they're not the huge, uh, lavish stained glass windows that you come to expect of a Western European cathedral. Mm-hmm. And that is because Christopher Wren thought that stained glass was hubris. Right. Get that Not a fan of stained glass. No, he hated stained glass. He thought it was man trying to be more beautiful than God's already beautiful natural light. Well, no, it's more just a window trying to be more beautiful than a, a regular a, a window. A regular window, yeah. Exactly. I <laughs> should have told him that. <laughs> but but, hang but on. I mean, I, like, from his angle, from where he was standing, the, the light that was coming through needed to be... I think he'd have preferred, if it wasn't going to be chilly, he'd have preferred to have no windows. Well, he shouldn't It works in London, then, should he? No, he shouldn't. <laughs> but he designed forty-nine churches d- well, within yeah. the square mile. Within the square mile, yeah. so t- surely a lot of those must have stained glass. Yes, but a uh, uh, fewer than you might think. Actually, having said yes, a <laughs> fewer than fewer than you might think. Um, and uh, in fact, there are only t- two or three I can think of off the top of my head. Saint Magnus the Martyrs does. And then there was the one on Ludgate Hill itself as you head up to St Paul's Cathedral. I think it's called Christopher's Church. I think it's a St Christopher's. I might be wrong about that. But those windows were largely put in after uh, Wren died. Ah, so Um, he went against his wishes after he died. Yeah, because of course a lot of the glass was destroyed during the Blitz. And they replaced it with stained glass. Yeah. Because Christopher Wren couldn't argue with him. Well, no. Although he did live, like, an incredibly long time. He lived to the age of 91, which is not bad by, like, today's standards, you know? And this was in the well, 16 into 1700s? No, uh, yeah, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. So the seventeenth, yeah, the seventeenth yes. into eighteenth century. That's what I, yeah, that's what I had in my head. Which is why you confused me by going to 60 and seventeen hundred. I go to hundreds because then it's hundreds. Harder, it's harder to get confused. Yeah. Well, there you are. Okay. So yeah. Uh, well, I mean, it was the eighteenth century by the time he died, right? <laughs> like he was. I think he was seventy eight when Simples was finished. Uh, what do you in, say? Finished. Right. When I say finished, because you know about this, don't you? When I say finished, I mean finished. When I say finished, you say finished. And when I... Finished. 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 And when I say Brexit, you say Brexit. Brexit. I won't do this. No. (laughs) But Brexit means Brexit, right? Uh, yeah. You look so no, angry. No, a, a lot of people are like, oh, Brexit means Brexit doesn't mean anything. It does. Brexit means Brexit means Brexit means Brexit. <laughs> <laughs> that is... And a lot of people are like... That is an axiom. And a lot of people are like, <laughs> oh, Brexit means Brexit means Brexit means Brexit doesn't mean anything. And of course it does. <laughs> because... <I'm> yeah. Like... <laughs> we haven't got time for this. <laughs> I enjoyed that a lot. Thanks, mate. Well done. So yeah, um it was officially opened in 1710, as I believe you said, yes, by Queen Anne. Queen Anne. Queen Anne never actually saw it finished by my standards, right? Because <laughs> right, okay. because Queen Anne died in 17, uh, 1714, mm. just four years later. Can... And in my book, it was finished, finished. I've got one of those power up stars. Can I just check? Like... Do you think it's finished now? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A great piece of art, Robert, is never finished. A great Merely piece of abandoned. <laughs> exactly. Um, no, so, like, when Queen Anne. So, you know, you've got up on the portico, you've got all those statues around the top. Of, yes. Uh, some of which are saints, some of which are angels, some of which are old kings of Britain. Um, sorry, no. Old kings of England. Ah, um, one of them is King Ethelred the Unready, who is buried or was buried in the th- second St Paul's Cathedral. I think it was the second St Paul's Cathedral. I he cannot help you with there. this. He, yeah, well, I'm telling you, uh, he was <laughs> buried there. In You're telling me in a quite hesitant way. <laughs> he was buried there in the second St Paul's. Yeah, because the third St Paul's Cathedral was there from the 1100s, I believe. And King Ethelred the Unready, as I'm sure we all know, died in 1016. So. Definitely pre 1066. Here's, here's a fun fact for you King Ethelred the Unready, the unready is actually a mistranslation. If anyone asks you, and they're unlikely to unless it's you. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody asks you why is king Ethelred the unready unready, why what was he not ready for? It's actually uh, a mistranslation in the old English. It was a pun on Ethelred's name himsa- itself, which is why it's sat- so I don't follow. His moniker was actually king e- I don't know the old English for it. Right. I have to say. But his moniker was king Ethelred the ill advised and the reason <laughs> And the, right. As in As in he had terrible advisers. Yeah, exactly, as in he had terrible advisers. The reason that's funny is that Ethelred means noble counsellor. Oh, so there's a sense of irony. Yeah, there's here. a sense of irony in the fact So it's actually a mistranslation that It's he not, was not just unready. the fact that he was ever king was ill advised. <laughs> no. Right. So it should be King Ethelred the ill advised. Technically, but we call him King Ethelred the Unready, or just King Ethelred the Second, if you prefer. Oddly enough, my DJ name is DJ Ill Advised. <laughs> DJ Ill Advised. I thought you were going to go with DJ King Ethelred the Second. No, um, too wordy. <laughs> so who mistranslated it? Uh, I don't know. Actually, so why has it never been corrected? I don't know. I'm correcting it now. This yeah, is, but this is me going on the record. So my point is that when Queen Anne opened the cathedral in 1710. 1710, which is when most people go, oh, it was finished, right? Um, none of those statues were there. Right. And then between 1710 and 1721, all of those statues were put up. So is 1721 when you consider it to be Yeah, finished? because they fin- they stopped working on it, right? <laughs> like they, in 1710, they were still working on it. It's just... King, like the the I don't know the the Lord Mayor of the City of London was like hey, so can we pray in it yet and and Wren was like well yeah we're not doing the inside I guess and they they op- they had an official opening ceremony so you were saying uh, has Wren, uh, did Wren ever climb up the dome and, and get the view from the Did public? he get the view from the top? Uh, he did get the view from the top. Uh, hey. He uh, but he didn't think his knees were up to it. Well yeah cuz he uh, that's a lot of steps. Yeah, 524. He was pretty old. There was not very much that like they didn't have the treatments for arthritis that we have today. I don't know if Ren had arthritis, it was just a, you know, a, an example. Uh point is, they lifted him up there in a construction bucket before they finished well, it. Well, that's not done. very dignified. <laughs> I think it's quite funny. Stick an old man in a bucket. You could just you could just imagine him holding on to the side, can't you? Uh. Just at <laughs> Is that your old bad sound, is it? Oh, it's very high up, isn't it? I should have made it smaller. <laughs> That's how he spoke. Even when he was a young man. Check it out. Oh. <laughs> oh. That's why they call it renovating. After me. Oh. Red. I put the red into renovations. Oh. 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 I'm 90. Anyway, he built a shed load of churches throughout London. Many church. Despite all of that work, there's no statue of Christopher Wren. I don't actually know off the top of my head, like, what he looks like. I could probably look up a painting. I know what he sounds like. <laughs> why are there no I don't, I don't, I don't know. I have no idea why there are no statues of him. But there is a plaque, because he is buried in St. Paul's Cathedral. He is. As are uh, many other people, like Edwin Landseer. Who designed N- the dog lions at uh, Nelson's Column. Which I'm sure we'll come to in a future episode. I would have thought so. Um, Nelson. Himself as well, who won, uh, who's a very famous British vice admiral, and uh, vice admiral was killed of... during the Battle of Trafalgar in 1805. You know, Absolutely, HM1. and my arch nemesis, uh, Arthur Charles Wellerly, Wellesley, the Duke of Wellington. That's right. Um, who, much to Leo's chagrin, won the Battle of Waterloo. I don't begrudge him the Battle of Waterloo, Rob. I, I begrudge him. That. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> after that, he became a bit unbearable, to be honest. Wow. Yeah. Anyway, there's a plaque above Ren's grave. So we forgot to mention that Leo is immortal and has lived through all of these things. Oh no, everybody knows that. Oh, sorry. I only found (laughs) out the other day. Anyway, the plaque reads, above Wren's grave, the plaque reads, if you... Oh, no, if you know it. No, no, let's do it together. Oh, okay, fine. The plaque reads, If "If you you seek seek my monuments, look around you. Yeah, which I think is simultaneously the most humble and most egotistical thing he could have done. Interesting. Well, it's like, I don't need a statue, I've got this cathedral! So, why is it humble then? Because I don't need a statue. Because I've got this cathedral! (laughs) Exactly. Maybe. I don't know. Of course, uh, referenced in Batman vs. Superman. (laughs) He looks so bad, in so much pain. I'd forgotten about that. In so much pain. (sighs) Ugh. Was it, like, a standard phrase? Yeah, I think it he was... Didn't, a... He didn't, like, he didn't coin that phrase. No, I think it was a Latin author, and a, a Roman author who right. came up with that. But was it, like, had other people had oh, that? Oh, it might there? be in the Bible. Had other people had that as an inscription yes. before, right? Yes, as far as I'm aware. It is a, a thing, as it were. Mm. And it's a gorgeous building, uh, the one that we have there today. Lovely. Yeah, I love it a lot. Uh, or despite its initial... Uh, controversies it's uh, got Corinthian columns in a nice colonnade around the bottom Mm -hmm. Um, and the acoustics are excellent in fact the acoustics are so good that Prince Charles decided to get married there despite Ah, the fact that it broke with tradition yes in getting married in Westminster Abbey and I'm sure we'll talk about Westminster Abbey at some point they are the only royal wedding to have not taken place in a private royal church right Charles and Diana. And that's because Charles preferred the acoustics in St. Paul's Cathedral, supposedly. Yeah, see, I... And he has got the ears for it, hasn't he? <laughs> He's probably listening to this. Oh, no. You are gonna get killed. Your Royal Highness, I do apologise. Because, you know, I thought they'd moved it for the processional route. I think that was, like, a, an added bonus. but that that was the a up- happy upshot. Yeah. The official reason that they gave was that Charles preferred the acoustics. And, of course, then, there was a load of conspiracy theories about it as well, that, like, the Queen didn't want Diana in Westminster Abbey, but, like... If... We'll never know. Until it's in, like, <laughs> I guess, season three or four of The Crown. <laughs> <laughs> and then the truth will... Wouldn't act. that be, like, season five? No, I reckon season four. We'll, fi- we'll find out some we'll, we'll find out, I suppose. But I think, um, wasn't uh, The Queen with Helen Mirren all about that as well? Yeah, and I think, aren't they all written by the same chap? Are they? I don't know. I could that. be wrong. I think at least one of the, the main <laughs> writers on The Crown, or like one of the, the main guys behind it, is the same person who r- has written various. And we wrote The Audience. You know The Audience? It smells of propaganda, mate. You remember The Audience? I remember The Audience. That which was like the. Spin-off. The, well, it well, 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 wasn't the audience. I didn't see it, but I believe wasn't it, it's, there's always the meeting between the monarch and the prime minister, yeah. and they're never recorded, and this was like a hypothetical what might have been sort of thing. Yeah, 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 it yeah. was. Yeah. Uh, which I guess much of the Crown is the same. Because mm. yeah, I'm, assu- well, I'm well, assuming they haven't really been able to interview the actual royals and been like, so what did you do next? and what did you say? But that said, like, if this guy has spent decades writing royal fiction. He must have done enough research to be able to like, Or not. He's just winged the whole He's thing. He's just winged the whole thing. Much like Shakespeare. <laughs> he either did a lot of research or not. <laughs> <laughs> Richard III had a hunchback, right? Yeah, I heard that down the pub. <laughs> sure. Yeah, somebody else wrote that. The sure. last year, that was a sure. Take, yeah. Sure. So, Charles and Diana's wedding. Well, no, that, that was it. Very popular event, though. Oh, incredibly popular. One of, I believe one of the most watched TV, live TV broadcasts of all time. Yeah, I believe so, yeah. And we've had other services, of course, the most recent one probably being the Queen's, or the most recent national level one being the Queen's 90th birthday party celebration uh, service. Service of Thanksgiving. Yes, which was just still last year. Just last year. Absolutely. Although the Queen did that amazing sideswipe, telling us all to shut up about the fact that she was ninety. Do you remember? that <laughs> <laughs> she was uh, "What? What was the quote? Um, if people are still wishing me happy birthday in December, I don't know what I shall think." <laughs> <laughs> which is uh, uh, just about as aggressive as the queen gets in public. Well, to be fair, let's be honest. <laughs> by December, people are anticipating her ninety-first birthday, which is <laughs> it's true. You know, Only four probably months even off. Worse. Yeah, four months off, man. Yeah, uh, the is queen... it true? Minus I Bart, Is it right? Is that right? That if she lives as long as the Queen Mother did, Charles will be seventy-eight when he took the throne. Is that right? Yes, I believe so. Because he's sixty-seven now. The maths checks out there. Um, but because isn't it, I, I'm right in saying he's already assuming that at some point he does. I mean, obviously, unless he happens to die before the Queen, he will take the throne. Well, he, he doesn't have a choice, but the point is, he's already gonna be the oldest person, yeah. Because it was, it was the it, was oldest crest, s- well, he would be the oldest crowned, crowned. king. Because wasn't it William IV was crowned at 64. I don't know, actually. I I'd, think... Uh, I, I, will, I will defer I, to you I on believe that. 64 is currently the oldest monarch has been crowned, and I believe that was William Fourth. Right. Well, I, like, I defer to you on that one. Yeah. yeah sure. So so even if, you know, the heaven forfend, even if the Queen died this year, Charles would still be the oldest crowned mm. monarch. Absolutely. Yeah, no, he has already got the record of being... But, I mean, whether he... Like, uh, nah, we won't get into that. Yeah. Um, no, go on. Well, no, the, 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 the thing that everybody is talking about or trying to talk about is whether he will get to be crowned, right? So he'll take the throne, he'll yeah. ascend the throne, but will he abdicate the throne? Because crownings tend to be about a year after
1: yes, ascension.
0: Yes, yes. Ascension, hence, hence why the... Edward VIII never had one. Yes, quite. Because he was not king for a full calendar year, even. Yeah, less than that. Yeah, January to December, I think. I have seen an Edward VIII post postbox. They must be quite rare. Yes, they must be. Yeah. Here anyway, That is completely useless. Edward seventh is born on the same day as me, but in 1841. <laughs> oh, that's cool. I yeah. like that. I like that. Edward seventh waited a long time, didn't he? As well? Well, he did. 63 years for yeah. Queen Victoria. 63 years, 7 months and 2 days. Mm. I won me a pub quiz once. <laughs> dear, dear. I'm not surprised. <laughs> to be honest, I'm not surprised we collectively don't win more pub quizzes the way that we go on in these podcasts. Um, well, because sometimes they're about, you know, sport and sports and things. Sports, yeah. <laughs> um, just, from, just to complete the thought, so, oh, so you're talking about it's the possibility that Charles, of Charles abdicating before he's had a coronation, is what you mean, in order... Yes, for William to get on the throne earlier. Get on the throne. Well, yes, yeah, absolutely. Is he going to do that though? Is that really going to happen? I listen. It's up to him, isn't it? Like, like I don't I, know. I don't. What I don't really understand is what would be the point. of It that? would be a in tradition, and also like he will have s- had chats. I imagine about how rubbish it was when Edward the abdicated for his parents, or sorry, his grandparents. Yeah, and his parents, for that matter. So, I imagine he probably has more of a traditionalist. But, like, this is just pop psychology. Like, this is just. Yeah. I, don't, I haven't even met the man. So. But what, but what I don't really understand is, and sorry, I don't want to dwell on the point too long, but I don't understand what would be gained from him abdicating the throne and giving it to William. Uh, I mean, William's going to get the thing anyway. Stability, I think, is the idea. And also. Oh, as in, as in we'd only have one change of monarch as opposed to two in relatively quick succession? Yeah. They wouldn't have to like, print all this Charles money and then he die and then we have to print William money. Uh, I don't know. Um, and also, of course, that uh, in recent tradition, uh, monarchs tend to be politically neutral, whereas Charles very much enjoys getting involved in politics. Sure. So he would also lose that on a personal level. Hmm. I don't know. Uh, so, it's up to him, isn't it? We'll find out, I suppose. I guess we will. I hope we will. Um, because otherwise someone's got to have died, whether it be you, me or Charles. Unless the Queen is like you, immortal. It's true. It's true. Well, there can be only one. Are you going to fight the Queen? Yeah, broadswords. Top can of St Paul's. Can I come? Um, no. Oh. <laughs> Unless you want to film it. Yeah, I'll film it. Okay. There, uh, the One other thing that I... Uh, one other story that I've heard of uh, St. Paul's that I do want to talk about is um, uh, that very famous photo of it uh, with smoke rising from, from 1940, with smoke rising all around it and two searchlights. I believe the photo was entitled The Second Great Fire of London uh, during the Blitz. And uh, it is well known, of course, that the dome of St. Paul's Cathedral, uh, which we've uh, talked about at some length, Uh, survived the Blitz, in that it didn't get damaged at all. Um, And supposedly, this is because the Luftwaffe were using it as a landmark, because it was the only thing we couldn't black out during the Blitz. So uh, they were able to use it to navigate East London, um, and indeed, therefore... The rest of London as well. Mm. Um, another thing... That, I really hope that's true, <laughs> because a, it's really a, clever. Another <laughs> thing that you should recall, because uh, once again, we we'll, might welcome back to that in our next well, episode. The Blitz. Oh, yeah. okay, that's interesting. But the other thing about the Blitz, of course, is that uh, on one occasion, cause, because obviously minor damage was done to the outside of the cathedral by, by bombs, including yeah. one in the steps. Well, I mean, it was less minor than, you know... Extensive, uh, there, there was... But extensive, but I mean the building didn't The collapse. building didn't <laughs> collapse, no. But in order to fight... It was struck several times by incendiaries as yes. opposed to explosives. Yes. Um, and in order to fight that, uh, they actually created... You know those hydrants... Um, well, hydrants, I'm talking about hydrants. Fire hydrants, yes. Fire hydrants. Uh, you know, uh, points where um, firemen can g- get access to a water supply. They yes. actually created those hose points... As part of the fabric of the building of St Paul's, oh, uh, right. up up and around the uh, gangways and stuff. Are those still there? Yeah, some um, of them. Yeah, I, I believe if you ask for like a private guided tour, you get to go and have a look. But it's in areas that aren't otherwise generally open. Right. But the other story I, I, I've heard is that um, on I think it was the 20th of September 1940, an explosive bomb did end up like right in the heart of the cathedral oh yeah and a very you know the, basically the royal engineers managed to get inside diffuse it get it out before it detonated and it turned out to be on a timer delay which oh, is no. the only reason it hadn't gone off oh that's amazing and when apparently when they later detonated it in a, you know in a safe location it left a hundred meter crater What? so if it hadn't if it had been set to go off a hundred meters that's no, just everything no support cathedral yeah, yeah. No, that, everything in the area that's yeah. astonishing and of course, most of the firefighters were volunteers. They were. Yeah, Vol- volunteer fire department. And is that why the fire VFD. fighters' memorial is close to? Is St. Paul's? close to St. Paul's. Yeah, absolutely. And indeed, they have the firefighters' memorial service there every year as well, um, which I got caught uh, caught in the traffic of one <laughs> one time. Um, but there we are. And I was talking about the the gangways. I mentioned just in passing the gangways yes. up around. Same process. I feel like I've got so much more to say, and I've just we're running out of time. But it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. Um. Some of those gangways, going back to Christopher Wren, uh, were constructed specifically to obscure other parts of the architecture. Hmm. So there were parts of the architecture that looked too gothic for right. Christopher Wren's vision. So, like, he had to create them for structural purposes, buttresses and stuff. Uh, so he created these buttresses, and then he thought they looked too gothic, so he created whole other sections of wall in a classical style just to hide the <laughs> gothic bits. Isn't that ridiculous? Like, he, he had an ego. <laughs> like, wow, clearly. And he was a bit of a joker as well. What, what <laughs> was a practical joker. Uh, we might talk about how much of a joker he was if we ever get round to like the monument or something like that. He's a ridiculous man. <laughs> no? Have you not had? You, you <laughs> uh, I'm going to make some jokes in buildings. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. I'm going to make some jokes in buildings. That's uh, that was I've just realised I'm still doing a mime as if he's trapped in a bucket, Yeah, which is not for the listener. No, he That's was. just for me. He was always trapped in a bucket. That's, That's right. a, it's a well-known fact, is that Christopher Wren... Uh, had a bucket with the bottom a hole cut out of it, yeah, um, and just <laughs> two ropes holding it over his shoulders. Mm. Of course, his uh, wife was known as Eliza, uh, hence the popular rhyme: uh, "There's a hole in your bo- in my bucket, uh, d- dear Eliza." You are very good at selling utter nonsense. it's, <laughs> like, it's <laughs> Genuine fact, complete bullshit. Um, I, but there is. I, I can't believe I haven't told you this story already. Um, there is actually a phrase that has its uh, uh, origins in St. Paul's Cathedral. This is not the 5th St. Paul's Cathedral, but the 4th St. Paul's Cathedral. When they required money, they needed some money for renovations. And they took funding from Westminster Abbey. Right. And Westminster Abbey, that's a nickname. Westminster Abbey's proper name is the Collegiate Church of St. Peter. So they were literally... So they were daylight robbing, robbery. Robbing Peter to pay Paul. How's that? They're robbing Peter to pay Paul. What does that mean? It means you're taking money from one part of the system to put it into another part of the system seemingly needlessly. You've heard this phrase. Daylight robbery. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> I've never really understood what the phrase means. Is robbing, that what... Robbing, that's, where it, that's where it comes from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh, if, okay. if, if, if I was saying like... Oh, jeez, I don't know. Um, if I was saying that... Uh, say I was in... I honestly can't think of an example now. I honestly can't. But yeah, it means to, to, to be taking away from money in one part of the same institution just to give it to the different part of the same institution seemingly needlessly. That's the point. Seemingly needless, needlessly. Apparently I can't say that. Seemingly So would it be needlessly. like if, say for example, I owed you £10 yeah. and I borrowed £10 from you to yeah. pay you back the £10? Yeah, own. yeah. No, it's exactly like that. Yeah, no, it's exactly like that. Yeah. Well, that's a, well, that's a better phrase. Robbing Peter <laughs> Why why did they say that? (laughs) God, it was like, if I owed you 10 pounds and then I... (laughs) Oh yeah, bro. Yeah, for real. (laughs) Of course, in the 18th century, they all called each other bro. Yeah, Uh, commonly though. Yeah, exactly. Robbing Peter to pay Paul. Robbing Peter to pay Paul, there you go. Is that where PayPal gets its name from? I don't think so. I think that's meant to be a friend who helps you pay things. No, because it's officially called robbing Peter to PayPal. <laughs> pay PayPal is actually a nickname. Yeah. It's it's robbing Peter, Peter to, to PayPal. PayPal. <laughs> yeah. But they but they thought that name had, as they put it, negative connotations. <laughs> I really hope that's true. It's not. I'm I'm hundred <laughs> percent certain it's that it isn't. Absolute, <laughs> absolute bullshit <laughs> It's really insane. We are, we, are, we are aspiring to the great mountains of bullshit that have come before us. and uh, We're getting there, Rob. Oh, we, yeah. We're getting there. Um, Only by standing on the shoulders of giant liars. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. how much we now know about one about building. A single building. It's a big building. A big old building. The second biggest cathedral in the UK. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Maybe one day we'll take a little road trip. Help to Liverpool. Oh my God! Talk I'm, about the Anglican cathedral. Do you know what I would actually love that? Um, like uh, you might not be aware of how much I have a soft spot for church architecture. I oh, I'm getting the impression I love churches. Like it's one of the things. I I'm weird like that. Like I will. You could be anywhere in the world with me, and if there's a, like a nice little parish church, I'll be like, oh, "There's a church over there." And you'll be like, "Yes, Leo, there is. There is a church over there." Honestly, not I... What an idyllic picture you've painted of the two of us <laughs> on holiday together. But of course, it's going to happen. I've seen the future, for I am also omniscient. Omniscient and immortal. Mm-hmm. The classic duo. But not omnibenevolent, and thus the problem of evil is solved. I am going to pretend I know what that means. So, from all my philosophy of religion peeps out there, there you go, i got your back. Well, on that <laughs> frankly confusing note, <laughs> I have been Rob Frimston. Uh, I've been Leo West. And uh, join us next time um, on By The Way. It, I, With Rob and Leo. No, it's, like, you can't just make it.